0: Hey everybody, Steve here with Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here with Joshua Berngard of Buzzer Real Estate. It's a pleasure to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me, appreciate you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so tell me a little bit about Buzzer Real Estate. What do you specialize in?
1: Uh, Residential is what we specialize in. We do about 3% every year in commercial. So buying, selling, investing, and even rentals in the city, out in the suburbs, buying, selling, and investing. Beautiful. All residential real estate.
0: Awesome, and um, so, we we were talking a little bit on the phone beforehand. Uh, you said you got your start in 2006.
1: You got it. Yeah, yeah that was a rough year. It was. It was actually it was a great year. So my my, my history starting starts in, in uh, let's say mid 2005. Mm-hmm. I am doing residential lending at the time and oh, okay. killing it. Right. I, yeah. I, I was part of the problem back then, not knowing it as a young 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just banging. Phone calls for dollars, right? I was calling people. They were calling in. I was writing stuff down on paper, passed it off to the owner. They ran their deals, and boom, it was done. I got a cut. It was a beautiful business, but again, you know, ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. Uh, At that point in time, obviously, later on, very shortly, the uh, industry started to crash. I stopped making money. I got out of the residential lending world, got into property management, did it for about eight months. And I hated it. Yeah. It was such an unthankful job. Do this, I want this, fix this, and not once, not once, not one thank you from over, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. crazy. Um, so I, I couldn't deal with that, right? So this guy, Tony, who actually, um, fir- our actual office is right down the street from here, actually, from mm-hmm. where we are, yeah. And so I was like, Tony, thank you so much for the opportunity, but listen, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So from there, got into commercial lending with a company called TLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing because you could borrow money, even more expensive than it is right now, but 5%. And if you're buying strip malls, land, warehouses, or anything like that, if you're in that side of the business, mm-hmm. there's a, it's a no-brainer. So right. people were starting to refinance. They were starting to buy new buildings and all of that kind of stuff, and it went really well. Yeah. Well, then retail started tanking. About a year and a half <laughs> after that. So as they started thinking, as you can imagine, first of all, refinances were already done. The interest rate started to rise. And that business was going down. But all I was doing is banging once again. Just pick up the phone. Smiling and dialing. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I know it well. I know yeah, it yeah. Well. Exactly. Trust we you. all do. Yeah.
1: Um, so that was that – was, The beginning of like, hey, I no longer want to do this. I need to be face with face with somebody. Mm -hmm. So then a buddy of mine opened up a free apartment finding service. Josh, you know the business. You're friendly. Help me out. Like whenever you can, help me out. And I said, sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. So I started doing it and immediately fell in love with it. All we were doing was rentals in the city, college kids, families, whatever it may be, would just give you a call and say, hey. Can can you find me a place? Here's my budget. This is what it is. Or they would call me up one of our advertisements. You show them a few places. Do you like it? No. You like it? No. You like it? Yes. Done. It was two or three hours with someone and you'd be making great money, but making the connection that I kind of needed other than that phone call, hanging up, getting hung up on, like it wasn't, the rejection wasn't the same. Right, right. So fell in love. Shortly after, I asked my boss for a raise. He said no. (laughs) I said, okay, then I'm leaving. I could do it better. Yeah. February 2nd, 2009, I opened up Buzzer Real Estate for myself, by myself, in pretty much a closet. I'm in, I'm, not, I'm in an office building, but my office again, four walls, no window. Uh, <laughs> I get my. I mean, it was it was a closet.
0: Well, hopefully, you weren't in the office most of the time, anyway. Correct. Right?
1: In the beginning, I was just because you have to market, you have to grow the yeah. business, you have to come up with a logo, you have to come up with a name, yeah. you have to come up with everything. Yeah, until, I know. Yeah, I know you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um So that was you know. I, I would offer you this in less than three months. I was able to hire on my first guy and pay off all my loans. Mm. That was. Awesome. Because yeah, I great. was so stressed, right? Coming into a business, never owning a business before, never doing this. I've always worked for somebody else. Now doing it myself was enough stress to begin with.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. You got it. Making and then that leap is, is pretty rough. It was. How did you uh, decide? I mean, I guess it makes sense that uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're making sales and you feel like you could do it. I mean, a salesman in itself is its own business, even if you're working under somebody else's banner. You got it. Um, so, but at the same time, like you said, coming up with a name, coming up with uh, you know uh, the, all the, the the marketing and putting yes. your, your, your you know your feelers out there and getting connections, you know that's a lot of overwhelming stuff. How did that process work? Uh, what did you learn? What did you find out that you didn't expect was going to happen when you first opened up?
1: so business ownership is a lot more responsibility than i ever yeah ever imagined it being i thought you know again i would just do the work and be done and then all of a sudden accountants became involved <laughs> yeah and then it was employee taxes that you give to the state, and i was yeah. like what is all this and you have to pay for that and i was like What is happening? I thought I was
0: just going to get a commission check. What happened
1: Exactly. What's going on here? So, uh, again, naive, right? I I, I did not know what was happening at the time. Uh, So that was a learning curve to begin with, right? The business itself, that's all I did. I first got sitting in my office. I started calling all the clients that I was already aiding. And at the time, I'll be honest with you, Craigslist was a great tool for us, right? It's no longer, but it used to be. So I would just go between that and the newspaper and call individual Right? Mm-hmm. They were advertising their apartments. Mm-hmm. In 2009, there was no sales going on, right? It was, it was literally the crash. Um, yeah. So I would just pick up the phone and keep banging as I knew to do. And then, oh, sure, I'll give you the opportunity. Sure, I'll give you the opportunity. And then I built up, at, you know, God, even right now, we have 187 individual clients that own either condos or massive buildings. Yeah. That this is how we help. But it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was the banking off of that and the referrals. They got me my, my first few deals. Yeah, And then how did I learn? Well, as I kept going, the idea is I can't do everything. Like you said, I wasn't in the office, so now I'm out doing everything. Yeah. And I was like, I can't keep doing this, right? And, uh, what? so what? Exactly. So then I hire somebody. Yeah. But that brings a whole nother wave of issues.
0: Way, way, <laughs> way different world. Way you got
1: it. Um, and throughout the years, I, I would tell you I have – hired i mean we've had over 150 employees if you will or 1099s let's call them because they are the independent sales guys contractors you got it and and then dealing with them but then they leave they come they leave and the majority of the conversations that i have had at the end because we've always had an extra interview um and i would highly suggest anybody going into it i would when they first started leaving at first i would ask like wait why are you leaving Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't get clear answers. So I had to figure out, like, how do you do that? So I started researching and asking other people as hiring managers, especially HR people.
0: Yeah.
1: When you let someone go, how do you figure out where did you fall short? Right. Like what was happening? Because at first it was an ego thing. I was I was hurt. Why are you leaving me? I I need you. Like, aren't I making you happy? What is happening here? Um, And realizing it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. uh, I don't. I heard I don't want to work this hard. I mean, majority time in, time out, you know, a realtor's job is weekends, it's nights, it's during
0: the day, especially when you start off your first year is never gonna be as good as your second year. Well, you know, and then plus it's kind of almost a, a cliche, like, you know, hey, if everything else fails, I'll be a real estate agent sometimes. <laughs> you know, the, you know, people think that it's like, oh, well, you know, I saw, I know somebody that did that, you know, like, sure. uh, you know, uh, and, and and people don't realize that, no, it's not that simple. This is a really serious thing. And that, that's what separates you know, I guess it really translates to everybody, every sales job. You know, it's a revolving door type of thing. You got it. People say like, um, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I can make these phone calls or I could do this and that. And the, until you get into it and do it and realize that you're pushing that boulder up the hill constantly, that takes a certain type of person. It does. <laughs> uh, how how do you uh, instill that type of thing into people that you hire and bring on? Are you And, and then also... I, are you bringing on people that are already experienced, or are you are you trying out new agents that just got their you know license? License.
1: So I do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I used to do is go after agents that were already in the business. Yeah, I realize, and I won't lie to you. One of the downfalls of doing that is because someone that's already been in the business, if they're looking to change, There's I need something. to figure. Well, right. it's not even that. I need to figure out why they're changing. Because they've already instilled bad habits within themselves. Why are you changing? Some of them actually just want a better commission split, yeah. which is something that I would offer compared to my competitors that were running at this point in time, and I put in my air quotes, mm. uh, free apartment finding service. Yeah, Because that's what we were doing. In 2009, for five years, I didn't touch a sale. All we did was rentals yeah. because, A, I couldn't get my hands on it. B, my circle, my sphere, if you will, of friends and, and family, they weren't moving. Right, It's right after the crash. Everyone is stand still at this point in time, yeah. but people still moved. Mm-hmm. Then you ask, how do I stay positive? How do I kind of instill that? Well, two things. We have a weekly meeting. Now, this goes for them and not me. But for me, I would always start my meetings with a verbal, like, hey, how's everybody doing? I want to check in with gratitude. Yeah. Right? And yeah, affirmations. Sure. So we'd have to, we had to pick an affirmation for that day. So we do affirmation, say, three times to the group together.
0: Well, today's Monday. Did yes, today's Monday. Today?
1: I did. No, we did not do a meeting today. Only because I had to come here oh, and, okay. I, and I had to, like, rework it. But we'll be one tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, so that's really what it comes down to is just, like, going through. It's, like, listening. I need our, our meetings to be positive, which would be the first thing, right? Because day yeah. to day, it's only one day a week that we would meet. Yeah. So it's, like, start off with this, okay, affirmation Get into the right mindset and then tell me what you're grateful for, regardless of this, this work or could be your personal life.
0: How, how do people respond to that? Because there's two types of people that I've found. There's people that, that really get a huge takeaway from having that meeting. Correct. And then there's people that just want to get out of there right now. The
1: negative Nancys. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, we'd have both in every meeting. Yeah. And you could see as, as time went on, they would break down. Right? Mm-hmm. They had realized that this was expected of you. Now, did they take as much out as someone else? No. Yeah. If you have your blockers on, right?
0: Right, of course. You're yeah. blocked. It yeah.
1: doesn't make it how much sunshine I give you, you're still going <laughs> to be standing in the shade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but it, I, I think when you're in a room and this is going around, and this is what I've always felt, right? If you have a room and people are going around, it's contagious to at least smile. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. This might not be this is Josh's thing. Right. This is not mine. Um, I don't really want to do this. Right. It's, it's definitely going to be apparent to those that don't want to do it. Yeah. But we are all talking about the same thing. At the end of our meetings, it's always about the struggles that you're going through in the field, which is always that's how it worked, because I always want to get the negative out first. Right. Yeah. Even when I'm doing showings, it's one of the first thing I ask somebody: "What don't you like about this place?" It's real easy to point your finger at things than mm-hmm. it is to obviously overwhelmingly
0: say, "Oh, I like." That's a really good point. Yeah, I think people uh, overlook that. The, the, you know, the, the, the positive things um, are, are, are the, hard, you know, it, it goes back to actually like a good example is Yelp. Okay? Oh yeah. So so Yelp, you know, the ratio of people that leave negative comments to to. To positive ones is, is ridiculous of course you know so you know pointing out the negatives getting them out of the way now what's left you know the positive yeah. or, or or
1: what you would perceive not to be negative yeah right so at some point now you have to look at it both ways right like you just said if there's a negative nancy i'm not going to change you for being negative yeah. however i am going to enlighten you to say listen i know some of this is horrible mm-hmm. but the rest of it is great yeah so like you said part of our job is what you have to deal with people, and some of them are going to pull your chain. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them are just going to be wait, wait, wait. Uh, looky-loosies, right? They're just going yeah. to keep looking because this is what they do on weekends. It is mind-blowing to me how people get bored and go, just want to look at real estate. They have no intention on doing anything, yeah. and I don't care if you're rental because I've had people, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm in this apartment, but my lease is up in six months. I would love to see this. In six months, this apartment for sure won't be still available. But now they get to see what else is out there. And they're doing this on a constant basis.
0: That's strange. But at the same time, I kind of understand it because it's like educational. For them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not not fun for you, I figure. Well, I guess it could be. It could be practice, right?
1: Definitely practice for a newbie. For me, it's like, oh, my God, this is all I have in my business is my time, right? Because as a real estate agent, right, no matter what I'm trying to either lease or sell, Right. All I have is my time. So if I'm sitting here spending it with you, there is someone that actually does want to buy. Right. That I I should be helping or could be helping Mm -hmm. in case I'm educating you. And if you're upfront about it, then I can say, okay, let's spend three hours one day instead of doing this every weekend where we're like, you know, shooting around. Oh, yeah. And hitting it. So there's a there's a and and I've had that conversation with someone. Your lease is not up for a while. I realize you keep you keep looking instead of doing this every weekend. Let's do this. One week.
0: I'll make you a list. You got it. All in one day. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so we'll do that, right? And again, like I said, I'll, and then this person I'm thinking about, one in particular, we'll see him another two months mm-hmm. and he'll do it again. Yeah. Right? And has he has moved almost every year, which is crazy to that me. Crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he does like to move and just see new things, but there are plenty of others out there yeah. that are doing the same thing, um, even
0: home buyers. Well, I tell my friends a lot. I, you know, I mean, uh, friends of mine that have been, you know, looking at, Getting into a house and things like that, you know, or, you know, moving to a different area. I I tell them all the time, you know, it's really important to move around a few times and rent, you know, rent a a few different places, live in different neighborhoods, you know, and kind of figure out what it is that you like and what's a deal breaker. You know, a lot of times you don't realize what sucks until you you're stuck with it. You got it, you know, and it's a lot easier to be stuck with it when you're renting than, you know, when, <laughs> yes. you, when you get a mortgage, you know. So, yep. um, yeah, no, that, that it does make sense. But it's so funny because, you know, people, um, you know, with the real estate thing, it's it, everybody's a house is like, I don't know, it's 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 like a, a an identity a lot of times. So it's 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 um People are so strange about different things, you know, what are, what are some of the strangest things that you've had people ask you for or oh, been man. looking for? Oh, this is funny. You fun. got any crazy stories. Oh, yeah, I do,
1: Definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I have a client right now that will go nameless. Uh, he He's a very successful businessman, works downtown, breathes downtown, and his company is worldwide. Okay. So right now, his office is across the street from the Trump building, and he... Um, <laughs> so, his 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 next place, and, and including this one, first of all, has to be facing east, right? The view of when he wakes up, his windows all have to be facing east, which is in the city, not the easiest thing. Because he wants to be in the city, like I said, he has to be within walking distance yes. to his office. Uh, the numbers on the door have to uh, either add up or be uh, six, nine, or four. Wow. Okay, yeah, it has to be a combination of one of the one of them. <laughs> um, and he's lived like this for the last 10 years. He has never had an apartment because that's all he has is apartments. He hasn't owned anything that has not faced East, that has not been a combination of one of those four numbers or added up to something they add up together. Did he give you any insight on why that is? Um, we, we talked quite implicit about this, actually. So there are ancient Proverbs that he believes, right? And these numbers have always kept him safe and yeah. good. And so this is where he wants to be and he will not go anywhere else.
0: Wow! Well, yeah. hey, you know you got to give it to him. He yeah. does what he wants. One hundred percent, and it's
1: worked for him. Again, yeah. from what he's saying, both in his business and in here, he believes he believes that these numbers are omens.
0: Wow! And so four.
1: when he sees one, he like he jumps on these. So
0: what numbers are those again? It is four. <laughs> Four, okay. Six and nine. Four, six, and nine. All right. So you guys learned something today. Yes. If you're facing east and the, the numbers uh add up or what is it, add up or so we can either
1: add up to like you know, it could be it could be it could be ten, it could be nineteen, it could be but or or the number could be it could be on the four forty ninth floor, the sixty-fourth floor, the sixth floor, the fifth. But the apartment number has to be four or six or nine it or forty nine. It's gotta be it's it has those, to just
0: have those numbers, nothing 100%, else. Hundred percent. Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> Well, you learn something new every day. I mean, he obviously is successful, so Very maybe there's something to it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one, though. That's awesome. Well, I wasn't expecting such a, a, sure. a whopper like that.
1: Um, okay, so now we'll go into simplistic. Uh, I have, I have, uh, I have had clients before, especially in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that's into gardening, if you actually understand it, now I had to learn this, and then I got it. You have to have a eastern western exposure because oh, the sun is going yeah. to rise and set on your on your flowers if you like the garden yeah. and so if you have a north or south you, part of mostly part of your backyard or front yard will not get the sun you want and so people that are really into the four months like we all are that we have of, 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 yeah, of yeah. warmth has to be there so literally finding something on the right side of the street yeah right with the right backyard
0: size yeah 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 wow, there's i mean there's so many moving parts correct and i mean it, they don't teach that in
1: they you, teach you nothing. If
0: yeah. you go to school,
1: so when in real estate, and I say this all the time and when I'm interviewing, this is a lot of the questions I ask, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're in the actual school, you're going through like any other academic, right? You learn the basics of what it is, the terms to yeah. get by so when you get out, I could say something to you and you would understand me because we're on the same page. Yeah, right, right. Once you get out, they tell you nothing about prospecting. They tell you nothing about how to do a showing. Like one of the things out there, um, and I will tell you from my own personal experience, whether male or female, when you show a house, an apartment, you show anything, mm-hmm. you are sticking yourself in position to be in four walls and technically able to be attacked, right? Mm. You should always be, as a realtor, the person either furthest away from your own client or closest to that door in case something goes wrong. I, Knock I would have not had it happen to me. However, I have had, had agents be robbed. Jeez. I have had people obviously be assaulted. I mean it happens, both male thing, and hundred yeah. percent. It is both male and female, both in the city and the suburbs. Once you get someone into a house, like I said before, once you close that door behind you, if you decided not to leave it open right behind you. Yeah. Here you are. You've just put yourself up in a house. Where are you going? No one knows you're there. If you're yelling or screaming, no one's hearing you. Empty. You got it. Yeah.
0: So you got to elaborate. What Correct. happened a little bit?
1: <laughs> <there>? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, well, I'll tell you about a female because I think it's the most apparent one. Uh, so uh, one of my agents, let's call her Megan. She's doing a showing uh, in a high-rise apartment downtown. Mm. And... Um, they go in. It's a two-bedroom. Concrete walls. Concrete walls. That's correct. Yeah. Um, not wall... Say, take that back. Concrete floors, never walls. Oh. Right? So, if you're in an apartment building downtown, especially if it's old enough, you'll have concrete floors. So, you won't be able to hear me from from mm, okay, uh, floor gotcha. to floor. But wall to wall, if you bang hard enough or I'm yelling or I'm playing bass loud enough, you'll definitely hear it come through. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Uh, townhomes, you wouldn't. But... Uh, so, she was in one of the rooms. I'm not exactly sure which one. It's quite some time ago now. And... Uh, he tried to force herself upon her, mm. and it was just—it was just a horrible situation. And lucky for her, she was able to get out, right? But it—it w- it was not a, a good situation. No. Um, and then even past because of that, which was our first experience, I actually started training myself against how do you how do you do a showing, how not to do a showing, mm-hmm. what's going on, and then uh, at the flip side, always letting us know where you are. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I suggest to any salesperson out there, if you're walking to someone's house, make sure someone else knows or has your calendar. What was your last appointment and where was it and who was it with?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, safety first with that. You got it. I mean, you're meeting strangers all day long. All day long. That's crazy, yeah. Both yeah.
1: male and female. That's even, so scary. Even today, I actually tell all my guys, once you pick somebody up from their house, first thing you do, ask them for their ID, take a photocopy of it, Yeah, because you don't it. even know.
0: I mean, you don't even know who, who the person... Maybe you don't. it's not even the person that... Hundred percent. You know, because be you emailed me. Yeah,
1: you emailed me off Craigslist. Yeah. You emailed me off of Zillow, Trulia, uh, Realtor.com, whatever it whatever may be. Oh, I want to see this. Mm-hmm. My my name is Joe. Yeah. Right. Okay, Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is, if I put you in my car, two things. One, I need it for insurance purposes. God forbid, in case we get hurt. Yeah. Which has happened as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 or uh, safety purposes. Hey, listen. If I get it, and I do it myself, if yeah. I I get it and I literally immediately email it to myself. I have a copy of it, and so does anyone that, obviously, if I went missing, where right. was I? What was the last email? People in my office know what I do, yeah, so here cool. it is. So mm-hmm. uh, protection is definitely something that is is apparent in all levels of our business, and yeah. I think both from the small studio to the million-dollar mansion.
0: Yeah, you, 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 I mean, it's you never expect it. You Never. That's the whole thing. Correct. It catches you off guard, so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point that people don't really talk about a lot of times. So. And it's out there. Yeah, this, this doesn't
1: happen just with me. And like I yeah. said, I think it should be a part of the real estate course. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that they're, again, on a, on a national level, afraid if we start bringing stuff like this up, although they know it happens, air quotes, yeah. this might deter people from signing people. up. And unfortunately, everything is a business. So no matter how you yeah. get into our business, you need to be associated with one of our nationals. Mm-hmm. right? So the idea is I'm associated with Chicago realtors. Right. In order to do that, you have to pay fees. Yeah. There's one out here in the suburbs called Mainstream. You could belong to either of them. You pay them. If they stop getting people to become realtors, Neither they will, in fact, there. you yeah. got it. Yeah. I mean, let me give you a, a statistic which is crazy about our business. I just got it last week. There are 13,000 realtors in the city limits. 6,000 of them only made and closed a transaction last year.
0: That's what I was going. That's that's what I brought up in the beginning. You know, everybody thinks like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, there's so many TV shows. Yeah. every It's like, <laughs> you know, fix and flip. Everybody's going to be, you know, you're going to be a millionaire. You know, it's the real estate game. You know, you could just you're going to be a millionaire right away. Don't Correct. Don't worry. You know, but uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, you there's only so many people like you that actually pull it off and, uh, you smallest know. percentage, right? The right. average
1: realtor lasts two years mm. and the average income is $9,000. Yeah. Those are, that's
0: national. You yeah. can look that up. Right. Go- Google it. Google it. <laughs> Make Google do it. Yeah. No, that's uh. but, but at the same time, I mean, there's a, a huge spread of quality. You know, the people that are making $9,000, uh, totally different totally different type of person you got that right so what are the characteristics that set that nine thousand dollar person apart from somebody that's the top uh top in your
1: drive and perseverance yeah Mm -hmm. you have to be able to drive and keep driving like any other sales job right you have to keep pushing because um i call it a throttle is what i call it on one of the things is this you will try to get listings and you try to get clients and you will try to like push yourself and then all of a sudden you get clients and if you don't have a system or or something to work on it you start working on your clients which means you're letting your foot off that throttle or in my case an arm like a throttle which means you're no longer prospecting yeah you have to throttle at all times because if you take your foot off that throttle you will be working and then all of a sudden you'll have no work then you'll throttle back on and you have work then you'll have no work and it's going back and yeah yeah so it's just like And it's again, I'll I'll be honest, it is very easy uh, through coaching myself, through other people and mentors have taught me how to do it, right? So here it was. I'll be honest, before this podcast, I had to choose either prospect or have our meeting. Well, I did prospecting because I need to make sure I can feed these guys and we can all work and say, hey, listen, I'm doing the same thing you are. I don't want you to stop throttling. So please, let's not do our meeting, right? Let's go ahead and you go ahead and push like I'm going to. Let's prospect and we'll regroup.
0: Now, do you, do you uh, have a, a set structured kind of like game plan for like a schedule? Do you schedule it out? or My, my,
1: my life is built on my calendar. Yeah. yeah. So I time block almost everything that I do on purpose mm-hmm. because if I don't, I'm off. Right. I'm I'm all, I'm all over because you're going to call me. Someone else is going to call me. There's going to be a fire. There's going to be something yeah. I need to do yeah. on. There is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, from floods to plumbing issues to mm-hmm. electric yeah. to the deal not going straight. I mean – in, in my world, there are so many things that I get phone calls yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah? yeah definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, even even hey, – I'll give you a mundane one. I had a client. I rented him an apartment. He's supposed to move in December 21st because that's what he put on the application. Mm-hmm. Things have changed somehow, and I get a phone call saying, hey, can you please ask the landlord? Mind you, we've already signed a lease. He's already given money. Can we start a little early? And I'm like, I'm sure she won't mind. But you already have a lease, so I don't know what, what needs to get done. Let me yeah. find out. Yeah. Because she has to clean it. She has to repaint it. There's some things that had to get done. Mm-hmm. Lucky for him, he said, okay. Sure. I'm just saying it was like a phone call. Like for him, it was dire straight. Like, oh, I need your help. What's going yeah. Yeah. on? Yeah. If I were to answer my emails, So for instance, I answer my emails twice a day. I was going to bring that up. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I answer emails twice a day. It's at 11 and at 4.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Why those times?
1: Why those times? I'm prospecting. 90% of my time between 9 a.m. and 11. Mm-hmm. So I do not look at emails. I don't even fire up the computer at that point in time. So just prospecting. Then at 11 to about 12, 12.30, I will start answering emails. Mm-hmm. And then past then, I usually the day kind of goes wherever it goes. And then at 4 o'clock. You, you mentioned that because of my email response yeah. to everybody says, hey, listen, and if, if you need me, here's my number. Text me or call me. Because if it is something you need me, yeah. I'm here for you. I'll step away from whatever I need, mm-hmm. knowing that the individual on the other end of that always knows is it an emergency, and if they need to, they will call me. They will text. Yeah. If not, they will leave it alone, and they will wait for my response. Right. 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 So it, for me, it's setting expectations, which was the first thing. Second thing, email is a sucker of I think everyone's time nowadays so, yeah, with all absolutely. the spam. Right. Yeah. So again, I didn't come up with it. It was definitely taught to me. Try this, Josh. And at first. My hand started sweating. I was like, what do you mean I can't check emails? Like, because,
0: yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even have emails on my phone anymore. So the idea is i do not get alerts if an email goes off wow right
0: yeah i mean it would be impossible to not check it if it
1: was coming up <laughs> so so again this guy taught me and I, and I and i skated the system at first i'm like fine i won't check my email and so i still have the alerts coming on my yeah, you'll phone like, uh, all right <laughs> i didn't see it <laughs> exactly so but then and then he's like how is that working for you and mm. then he could see my time he could see what was going on and once again he asked me like could you do me a favor? give me your phone and I said sure and I didn't know what he was doing but he's looking and he showed me he's like I'm taking these notifications off you will not know and it's okay
0: yeah
1: right it's gonna be okay your response already says if they need you they'll contact you and hopefully you won't ignore your phone calls or text messages Mm -hmm. I won't do that right so this is kind of where it came through but I am I am time block and it's the only way to run my business where it's been successful and I'll be honest it's only been two and a half years that I've been doing it Because before then, I was still willy-nilly all over the place and working a lot harder instead of smarter in and on my business.
0: Yeah, yeah. And those are important things that you just said, working in your business compared to working on your business. 100%. How can you explain that to people?
1: Sure. So if I'm working in my business, I am doing showings. I'm out there negotiating. Uh, What I'm not doing is I'm not prospecting. I'm not growing. I'm not, for instance, before this podcast, guys, I was asking Stephen, like, oh, what are good hashtags? Like, how do you get views? How do you do this? Right? Because he understands a lot more than I do. So um, even that, for me, I believe that's working on my business and not in it. Right? Because if I, if I don't take continuing education, if I don't keep updating what I'm doing, asking the guys that are closing a lot more than I am, right? What are you doing? I need to keep learning. Yeah. Because I could still be using pen and paper. Yeah. Right, I can still be doing that. That's an old school way of doing it. We have so many tools nowadays, uh, mm. blessing and curse. Uh, that if I don't use them, right, I'm behind the times. Yeah, right. Yeah. I never got into Snapchat. I don't ever want to get into Snapchat. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, but there are people that used to be like, Oh, what do you mean? That's that's the way of the future. And I said, Listen, there's no way for me this fits this fits what I need. Yeah. But I will be in other social media. I will be on Instagram. I will be on Facebook. I will be on YouTube. I will do anything that I can. Yeah. But this whole thing, I can't keep learning, and I'm not a Twitter. I don't I don't tweet. I don't I don't even mm-hmm. cry, I'm not a tweeter. Right, yeah. Um and let's be completely honest, some of the major players in, in the world, and that's more entertainment, if you will, yeah. are on Twitter, Our president. At, at
0: some point, the real estate thing mixes with the TV world. Sure. You know, um, and some people want to be the TV person more than the real estate person.
1: Well, our whole business is based yeah. off perception. Yeah. People will rent a car To do showings, no, no question as I have realtors that I know that will go rent a very fancy car which they do not own, but do showings Mm -hmm. to some of their clients within using that car.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I look good. I feel good. It's perception. And let's be honest. It, it's 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 true. It probably works a lot of times. Yeah. I've never done it personally, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's just not who I am, right? It's just like, right. hey, you have to accept me for who I am because next time you might see me on the street and I happen to be driving my Acura and you thought I was driving a Range Rover or the Lamborghini uh, yeah. um, SUV, which you can rent now, <laughs> you're going to be like, what happened? And now all of a sudden, business places. must be rough. Correct, and that would, be, <laughs> that would be the worst. I mean, think about it. If they ever get seen outside of it yeah. in their normal lives, yeah. and seeing something that, oh my God, he's driving a Kia. Yeah. What what must have happened to him? Man, but because because you set this president, now they're like, I don't think I, we should work with him. Like, so they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all make judgments about people, yeah, yeah, like definitely. really quick. Right. Dress to impress, for sure. Mm. What does that mean? Do you have to have a, a 700 to a, a, you know $1,200 suit on? You don't. Right. But if you're wearing a suit, just wear it well, yeah. make sure it's ironed, right? Press it. Whatever you want to do at home, if that's your best, that's your best. I have sure. one guy that wears nothing but tuxedos. <laughs> no doubt. He is known as the Tuxedo Realtor.
0: Wow. What's his name?
1: Right? What's his name? I'm not giving you his name on no. a podcast. You <laughs> know you like me. But it's just that I mean, it sounds familiar though. Yeah. But that's all he dresses in, right? Yeah. He's an older gentleman, but but he's known for it. And you'll never see him outside of it. This is his normal attire in so a bunch of different colors, right? Yeah. I'm assuming he's got multiple, to be honest with you. But it's so great to see him because you smile when you see him and you know what to expect. It
0: reminds me of Step Brothers where they go to the interview yes. in the tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man, but hey, if he's been doing it for that long, yeah, he's doing great. One hundred percent. We're talking about him right now, so You're, it's definitely it. I am. I am
1: bringing him up. Yeah, I am not plugging him though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's uh, that, that's great though. I mean, it, it's there is a lot of um, you know, there is everybody's got their technique. I mean, with sales and you know all that thing, it's very true that the perception is really important. But I think the most important thing is the sincerity. You know, um, actually. Be you know, the follow through, you know, the, the consistency, 100%. you know, it's easy to just turn it on real quick and, 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 appear as though you're this and then, you know, but if you don't really believe it, if you don't walk the walk and actually do it,
1: you're see through, then
0: people see right through you, 100%. you know? And, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's the, the trade-off between the, the, the quick fix and the long-term consistent effort over time. And in my experience, consistent effort over time is always the winner. Hundred percent. You know, I mean, it's uh, the proverbial uh, rabbit versus the, the 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 tortoise. You know, tortoise and the hare. Yes. Um. But but yeah. So. You've been at it since two thousand six. You've seen the market tank. You've seen you know uh, people come and go throughout the years. What are some of the biggest lessons? What are some of the biggest. Uh, Um, I guess, words of advice that you could give to somebody that's thinking about getting into the business?
1: Okay, first thing is, uh, TV is all fake, right? (laughs) Uh, It's one of my first interview questions. Why do you want to get into the business? I will tell you, 90% of them say, oh, I've been watching it online, it looks so much fun, and like all these shows, and I'm like, okay. And then I ask the next question is, okay, if they answer that, what is your perception of what a realtor really does on a daily basis yeah yeah and then the eyes open almost every conversation you could see their eyes are like what this is not what i thought and then i run through what what really is Mm -hmm. um so someone wants to get into the business first thing is have a cushion this is not a job that you can walk into and close and make money right away Mm -hmm. i would say at least six months you need to have um for the simple fact, is something very simple. Even if you were to do a rental your first week, you're not getting paid until that person moves in, which is at least 30 to 45 days after you met them. If you're doing a sale, let's say you find in the dream home like they do on TV, your first time out, yeah. you still got 45 to 60 days before that closes.
0: Well, I call that in a similar, when I get salespeople, you know, because contractors, straight commission, all that type of stuff. You, I call it like the ramp up, you know? Sure. You got to kind of like... I call it catching up to the money, you know, like, uh, yeah. you, 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 don't get paid you bet. Once you start getting the money, you're not getting paid for what you just did. You're getting paid for what you did a while ago. So Correct. there's that in between point and that's rough. And that's when people kind of give up and think, because it takes a while to even get to the point where you're, you're making money that's like close to what you even probably where you came from, Sure, you know, what you were doing before. I mean, there's that, that in between and the, you know, the lack of consistency. Cause when you first start out in any type of sales, you're not gonna slam dunk every single time you go not out and happen. meet somebody, you know? So um, that's a really good point
1: though. And um, So it's usually the first question, the other thing I would ask somebody is, okay, so how are you with rejection?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to get it. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna have people ghost you yeah. because they don't want to say to your face what you already know and it's like, mm-hmm. what are you chasing? Um, that, you know, is another question I ask. And then even going further than that, again, what do your weekends look like? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to get into it? What drives you in life? These are the kind of questions that go, because again, the big why, we've all heard of it, right? If you do not have a why, this is so hard. If it's money, I'm okay with it. Listen, you're a young guy, and we hire a lot of young guys, especially for the rental business. If you're a young guy and your motivation is money, I smile, I appreciate it, wonderful. If money's your issue, and that's really what I'm trying to strive for you to get, I'll show you the money, Yeah, but you have to work for it. I can correlate directly where your money came from and where it goes and why you have slow months into high months. Mm -hmm. I can prove it. I've done it long enough to know these are the numbers you got to hit on my side to do this and then the rest of it will be gravy. But if you stop hitting, like you said, it directly correlates. What you do this week directly correlates what ends up happening next week Mm -hmm. and then you go on vacation for two weeks, you will definitely see a full month of craziness of you just being like, where did everything go? Right? right. Right. I believe at one point in time, if if you have, again... These are the questions you ask me, like how how does someone get into it? What's your drive? What's your why? Why do you want in? And what do you have in reserves? Yeah. Right? I'll be honest, the majority of our business is women. I know. Right? Yeah. It is changing a little bit, but the majority of our business is women. And what they've proven is that women, right? Married women, get to stay in this business longer than anyone else.
0: Because they have more of a
1: they have a a second income. Right. So now with same sex marriages, there could be a woman, it could be a man, but the idea is someone else has a nine to fiver. That's somehow supporting the back end of this, or parents, yeah. or whatever that may look like, mm-hmm. and then they could stay in. It depends on where you are in life, but yeah, right. like I said, this is your gas money to drive around because that's what you do as a realtor. You're yeah. driving somewhere. Right. You have your license, yeah. right? You have car insurance that now has to be raised because you're putting people in your car normally, which means if you know if they know what you're doing and you get in a car accident for for sure, you want that. There's just a whole bunch of costs up front that kind of go into it, um, and then just working. Yeah. Right. It's literally just getting out there and getting either networking events. Yeah. Your friends. You cannot rely on all your friends to buy places like it's not going to happen. Oh, no. If anything, <laughs>
0: it's that's the first thing people do, though, is they, they think, oh, well, you know, I got all these these friends, you know, I'll just. On my oh, Facebook, I'm going to tell whatever. them I'm going to put them on yeah.
1: Facebook. I'm a realtor. And they're yeah. they're going to come. They're going to call me immediately. Move now, Everybody yeah, 100 percent.
0: And
1: it doesn't happen. It does, not, it does not happen. So, no. again, I won't lie. It's one of the things I say, hey, listen, how is your inner sphere? How many people do you have in your database? Do you have a database, right? Yeah. These are the questions. Yes, but I'll be honest: none of your friends want you to be your t- test subject,
0: right? I mean, because, because they know this. you, correct? <laughs> they know you. They know the thing <laughs> that you did. Or whatever, <laughs> you got the, it. The, the irresponsible. <laughs> you thing. got you know, it. So, so some hard. of them
1: will become your clients. Some of them will yeah. not. Yeah. But I, 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 you know, again, you ask, you know, what that's the advice. Figure yeah. out why you're getting into the business, and do you have the skin? Yeah. And do you have the ability? Feel free to call me. We can have a deep conversation if you're listening to this um, because it's definitely something I have talked people out of when they're interviewing with me, yeah. doing our job. Yeah. Or I can literally say, hey, you're not a fit for my company, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah.
1: What you're saying to me does not make me think that we are going to work out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's all about that. For instance, when I hire someone, I have them do a disc profile. So okay. I, I, I literally preliminary will hire you after you take the DISC profile because I need to understand how you learn, what you get off of everything, right? Because you ever heard of DISC?
0: No. no. Well, oh yes, no, that's the the ways, you, or the um, personality test. Correct. Gotcha, yes. But
1: within that, there's a whole section of it that actually explains to you, the the guy that's reading it from someone else, Yeah. how, how you know, D, I, C, E, so if they're high D, if they're I, S, and C, mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? The, the end of it, the, the S and the C means that they're really detail-oriented, check boxes at all this and the d and the i are kind of like i am the entrepreneur the big picture mm-hmm. they're going to survive like if, you, if you're if going to survivor the show you want a di you do not want an sc mm-hmm. right there's another yeah. people so sure. just knowing these kind of people i'll be honest with you these people the, the s and the c if you're out there listening this is usually not the job for you mm-hmm. right because you're and not
0: now no, what elaborate on what that s and the c so, is
1: so detail what oriented is that? so it's usually the, the accountant it's the, it's the person that dot the I's, cross the T's, that can make computer programs that like to follow the lines exactly yeah, kind of person. Yeah, right. um, more, uh, again, this is not to generalize anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of the, those individuals are really good usually at marketing, accounting, secretarial work, right? Because they have to make sure that they, they follow this line. Right. They're really good at it those that are the d and the i are usually better at sales in general because they can chaos they can can deal with chaos (laughs) you got it
0: operate you know in wild situations correct yeah
1: which is our business
0: yeah um and that's
1: that's my second round right because i only interview myself i don't need anyone else to interview but as i'm interviewing the second round for me is that disc yeah and i sit down with that person and i go through it with them Mm -hmm. does this sound like you is this you Right? Mm-hmm. And we can yeah. go through it. But it also, even if I consider whatever it may be, I know how to train. Not everyone learns the same. No. Just so like we were talking about no. my weekly meetings, I have to understand if I'm supposed to tell somebody, you should try this like this instead of, no, Stephen, do it like this. Mm-hmm. The simple word of me saying, you should try it like this and see how it feels, opposed to do this, are two different people. Yeah. I will get the same result if I know how to talk to somebody.
0: That's very true. Yes. It's hard. It's, people overlook that. I overlook that. I think everybody's guilty of it sometimes, but it's like, um, you know, you, a lot of people want, they know how to do it themselves, you know, and what way, the way that they found success. Correct. Seems to, to you that that's the way everybody else should do that's it. That's how I was in my younger years. One hundred Yeah. Right. Yep. right. And, and that's just, people are totally different and, and, uh, you know, I mean, but at the same time, it does take a certain personality type, but. Those type of people that operate in chaos and, and, you know, uh, thrive with that constant, you know. Change. Yeah. Those are the people, though, that also don't like to take any, don't like to listen exactly. You don't want people telling them what to do, I guess is the way to put it. That's why
1: I would say to you, like, oh, you should try this way, see how it feels. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a few days later, it's like, oh, look at this great idea I had. Sure, it's your idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's It's your idea. Well, that's one of the things about (laughs) sales too,
0: right? Like you you want them to come up with the idea on their own. You know, you give them suggestions, but but in order to really make somebody sell, they they have to sell themselves. 100%. You know, you can't tell you're going to buy this house because of this and that. You've got it. Um, so yeah, no, that's an interesting thing. I mean, there's so much psychology that goes into this stuff
1: and all of our business, you know? right? As a manager, yeah. for sure, manager, owner, broker, whole mm-hmm. nine for sure. And then again, in, in sales and I will talk about homes, right? Yeah. For me, it is, it's all psyche because I can give you all the information in the world, right? Yeah. Information right. will make you think, emotion will make you act.
0: Yeah. When definitely.
1: you walk into a house, the idea is that if you don't have the emotional charge, like, Oh, this could be mine. I could see my Christmas tree in that corner. hmm. You're not buying this
0: Now, how do you know? Okay. So, so when you walk in, do you paint a picture? Do you do that? You'd be like, that's, that'd be a great place to put a Christmas tree. Do you try to paint the picture for people?
1: Sometimes it, de- it depends, again, who I'm working with. So yeah. the answer even a little bit further than that, before I take anybody out mm-hmm. for selling, if it's buying rentals, it's the same. If it's sales, it's totally different, right? If I'm selling your house, there's yeah. a reason why you're moving. So if I'm helping someone buy, we go through a nine page questionnaire, Mm. This actually reverts back to your actual original question when we first started. We're not you—not you, a question, but you may say that a house means a lot to somebody. Yeah. One of the questions on this questionnaire of nine pages says, "When people walk into your home, what do you want it to say about you?"
0: Yeah, that's really important. Yeah.
1: Nobody has ever asked this question to anyone else because no one has ever had an answer for me right out the box. Yeah, that's they're like, a really good "That's answer. a really good question." I'm like, "Yeah, we all judge each other." you know you're doing it for somebody, right? Like, for instance, some yeah. people have an Iron Maiden uh, picture. Someone will have Blackhawk somewhere, right? The idea is what do you want your house to say about you? Yeah. And it's definitely a pause every single time. And believe it or not, on, on two pages later, I ask the same question again. Because you'd be amazed that now that it's kind of settled, I sometimes get a, a, little, a little change of the answer, yeah. but it's there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's that that describes to me what do you need, right? What are you yeah. using the rooms for? What is going on? Because in my younger years, and when you first start off, like I said before, I could spend four to five months with someone buying a house. And the only reason why is because all I was doing, as most people, I won't lie, in our is- industry do, they're door openers. Yeah. You want to see a place? Okay.
0: Here's what it is. Here's how many square feet it is. <laughs> yeah. Is let, let me open the door. Yeah. Let,
1: run through it. Is it. You want to make an offer? Like they have no <laughs> idea what their, their client is really looking for. So how do they aid? They can't. They open yeah. the door. They let they let them walk walk through it. And do you like it? Does it work for you? Okay, great. Yeah. let me make an offer for you in this case before my clients even go in some of my clients pick a house and I can say no we're not going to see that and this is the reason why you said that you needed a big living room right and you needed a dining room because you want to host Thanksgiving yeah. this, does, this has a combo you will not be able to fit 10 people in your family around this area this is not a good fit mm-hmm. let's get out of here and they appreciate it usually sometimes depends who I'm dealing with but the right. idea is that's why I ask these questions so I don't waste theirs or my time because if I sell you a house, and six, from, six months from now, like you had alluded to, now you realize what you don't want, right. and you purchased it.
0: Now you're a bad guy.
1: You somehow blame me, even though yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Somehow it's like, yeah, we picked this. But no one likes to take the blame themselves. So it's not like, oh, yeah, right. we picked this neighborhood. We wanted to be in Lombard. We thought the schools would be great. Now I realize it's not. Yeah. I want out. Yeah. And they won't call me now because they believe that somehow I bamboozled them because I am the sales guy. Yeah. No doubt. It is, you know, again, you're still sales, right? I don't care right. if you're selling a car yeah, or course. what you're doing. What was the last time you called the guy that sold you a car? Right. It's the weirdest thing ever, but you just don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. And uh, a lot of the business is, is really, I would imagine, based on referrals as well. So if you don't make that good impression last, um, then, you know, you're missing out on money down the road. So, yeah, no, that, that's a, a really really interesting point i mean there's there's you're an advocate
1: i am part of the team you know i become part of your family because i feel like i'm the one moving in with you right because the idea, what, do, what do you need what's mm-hmm. going to make you happy what makes you strive what do you do on weekends what do you do at nights? Right? right if you need a big kitchen and i put you in this place that didn't have a big kitchen but it had everything else sooner or later you are be like man i need a bigger kitchen because you told me in the first place mm. like going into a place i already know the top five things that you need before we even walk in, it's on my notes. It's with me at all times. And I have a cheat sheet. So when my client kind of like says, no, we don't need that. I'm like, yeah, we do. Like you're getting caught up in the house itself, which I appreciate because yeah. it's beautiful and it's painted well and it looks exactly what like you wanted. But this is not what you said you really wanted. Think about this before we make a decision. Happy to make an offer. Happy to get you closed. But this is not what you said. Yeah. And usually it gets someone who's like, you're right. And then here we, here we move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very helpful things. And uh, so for the listeners, the people that... You know, there's everybody has to have a roof over their head. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's an important thing uh, to know what are the qualities that, you know, I mean, obviously you want them to call you.
1: Yeah, of course. But
0: (laughs) but, um, you know, say there's somebody listening in New York or something. Yeah. For instance, you know, like uh, they they they're ready to move or whatever. They're in the process. They want to. Find a realtor. What? How do they? How do they approach somebody? How do they find out if they're a good realtor or if they're a bad realtor?
1: Sure. Uh, first thing I would do: ask them. Uh, what do you? What do you do different? What is your value prop, if you will? Um, ask somebody if they've ever worked with them before. Right. I don't care if they're new or old. To be honest with you, uh, again, there are plenty of great agents. So first thing: ask your friends, ask your family, who have you used? Why did you like them? A recommendation without asking why is not a recommendation, in my opinion, because I could give you a name, mm-hmm. right? Because my friend posted on Facebook the other day, he became a jeweler. And I'm like, oh, you're gonna get married? You should go call my guy, Steven. He's a jeweler. Mm-hmm. Never to, and then again, next question be like, why? Yeah. Why do you like Steven? Oh, he's a great guy. What does he know about diamonds? I don't know. He just posted on Facebook, you know? Yeah. He's the, yeah. So I'm okay with that. The idea is, has anybody ever worked for them mm-hmm. before? And mm-hmm. then once you get in front of a realtor, when you start asking you, if all they care about is where do you want to move, how many bedrooms you need, this, that, and the other, and, and again, they never ask you why, I believe that you don't have the right fit, right? Because if you're buying something, it's different. If you have a salesperson opposed to buying, it's different. But if you're buying something and you want to interview a realtor, ask them
0: yeah.
1: to interview a realtor. I'm interviewing you to become my agent so we can buy a house together. It's a relationship. Hundred a lasting relationship. 100%.
0: And it's a long process, too.
1: A lot of times it is a long process. Yeah. Cause that realtor is not it doesn't have your back. Right. Once I negotiate, I won't lie to you, and, and you brought up New York, so New York is a totally different state. But in Illinois, we have we have a we have we have to have a legal team close your deal. We are legal front state, which means I am your realtor, which means I can find you the place, I can negotiate, I can close the deal. Mm-hmm. But everything else that changes in the transaction after I negotiate it and we sign it is all done by the attorneys. Everything is done by the attorneys, and then the lender comes in at the very end and gives you money, and then I sit at the closing to make sure everything went smooth. One of the things that I do, most don't, and that's okay, is I stay involved on a weekly basis on my deals. Mm -hmm. Most of my attorneys, and if you talk to an attorney, if you ever interview one, ask them this question, do you have a lot of agents that kind of just disappear? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And it's for two reasons. One, we can't do anything yeah. because we can no longer negotiate because once it's a legal paper, these have to be legal documents that are changed. Mm-hmm. We're one of the very few states that have this. That's why I'm mentioning this. So someone in New York, even Wisconsin, Indiana, the realtor does dang near everything. Wow. They do not need an attorney to close. We do. Is
0: it easier here for that? or will it, A different process. If you had it, up to, if it was up to you, would you rather do it yourself?
1: Yes, Okay. Because because was- a lot of times I'm doing it by myself. For instance, when I'm negotiating after a deal that I've already negotiated on, because once you walk into a house, the next step is you do a home inspection. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this home inspection finds out things you didn't see looking at a pretty wall. Yeah. But behind it, there's mold that we really couldn't see. Inspector mm-hmm. comes in. They check it out. When we need things changed or modified within a contract, as an attorney, they type everything out. They do not call. There is no finesse. There is no yeah. playing on someone's emotion. They literally slide an email over and say, "Hey, these are our demands. Here it is." Yeah. So that that attorney does exactly the same thing, and either forwards it over to their clients, says, "Hey, this is the attorney letter," or say, "Hey, listen, they would like you to rip down that wall. They want you to clear the mold, and then after you patch it up, they'll close." Yeah. There's no finesse here. Like nothing. Like, hey, what I would do is, hey. I want to let you know that we did an inspection and unfortunately we have mold. Mold yeah. obviously is a health hazard. Mm-hmm. We should probably take care of the people after you and get this right because no matter what happens, every inspection you have from this point moving forward are going to find that same mold. So let's work with these people because we're happy. Hmm. The attorney never talks about that. They literally, like I'm telling you, they send back and forth. So I've saved. That makes more money for them. They get a flat fee do they they get a flat fee yeah most attorneys when it comes to residential commercial different animal they're working on a residential deal they're getting a flat fee for their services and goes on which i'm okay with my whole point is is that they have almost killed plenty of my deals so i'll have to get on the phone with the agent right which is out of it hey listen i just want to let you fill you in on what's going on this is the email that i just got here's your attorney's correspondence here's mine can you please talk to your seller because i'm assuming over the mold that's behind this wall, they are going to keep seeing it. We are not going to be the last person and you know yeah. it and I know it, but the attorneys are not finessing it or explaining. If you walk away from this deal, the next inspector comes in, it's mold, it's seeable, they're going to find it, it is what it is. Yeah. So I would prefer to do it ourselves. However, that's not the way we work here in Illinois. They call us the Windy City for a reason. I yeah. believe that's part of you, you know, know the, the yeah. backsplash of that to say, protect those, attorney will protect you. But that is that is again, me staying involved helps my deals go through, yeah, and usually a lot smoother because there's nothing left,
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean sticking around and, and being you know uh, being there throughout the whole process, it also it plays back into the you know uh, uh, the referral thing, the the overall feeling 100%. of it, you know the you know actually the trust factor, you know when you yeah. when you switch it off, you're easily forgotten, um, which that you don't want that, and People I'll be honest with you. It.
1: In our schooling, it tells you not to. It tells you to back off. Wow. Right? Because the idea is you're not an attorney. You're not a CPA. You're a real estate agent. You, you're not a professional in any other thing other than real estate. So how can you advise them on
0: a legal issue? You can't. Please let the, the professionals do what they do as they're going to allow you to do yours. It sounds like there's a lot of things that, that aren't. Uh, why do you think it is that, um, that the process is not teaching the common sense aspect of the sale
1: gotcha well I think the common sense of it is there my point is and to theirs is like you are not an attorney Yeah. stay out of an attorney's way because they need to do legal things that you don't know how to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: for instance if you're an attorney you can actually have your real estate license you can do one and the same you can't you can close and help your own transactions you can't double edge uh, a yeah, right. sell for someone else but the whole point is like listen you understand the business the state says Illinois, let's say, Springfield says, hey, Mr. Attorney, you understand your business. Closing a transaction is really easy. Just take the state test so you understand the laws, and you're done. You don't even need school. Yeah, Because, again, like I said, we all know in Illinois, in this point in time, they're taking the majority of, you know, again, if you want to, in essence, overpay for something because you, you're not a real, realtor doing what a realtor does and you want to overpay, go do that. And your legal fees, you already know how to negotiate back and forth because this is what you do. Mm-hmm. They allow that. So, um, I, I think, like I said, school will teach you, it will, it will teach you how to make an offer, how to fill out yeah, the form, like the, the actual, yeah. like, you know, the pen and paper stuff, you know, how to submit it,
0: the format, but you know, there's so many, uh, uh, other, other parts of this, you know, the, the sales and the, 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 personality and the, you know, the connection and the human factor of that. It, do they not teach that? At Nothing all? at all. No. Um, and again, it goes back to if, in fact, they taught everything and people might get scared or
1: they, I mean, your school well, might, might weed out a
0: lot of the people that are taking up a lot of time. Yes. So it's, it's almost a hustle a little bit where it is. they're bringing people in that are, they know they're going to fail, you know,
1: a hundred percent. I know for a fact, there's got to be teachers educating those that are getting into this business and looking at them like, oh boy, yeah, they're, they're not going to last, but I got I got to this and they pay for this course and maybe they'll teach, they'll, they're, they'll, what is it? Teach? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll. Was it teach me wrong? Uh, Prove me wrong. Right? I was like, what? This is not right. That they will prove me wrong. And I'm sure there's plenty of them that have, right?
0: Oh, sure. Right? It's like,
1: this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And of course he doesn't. He's green. But if he has the right mentor and and he or she is willing to do the work, listen, anyone could do our job. The question is, are you willing to put the time and effort? It is hard Mm -hmm. um, for me uh, over the years. And I I even, I'll I'll go vulnerable. I even lost a, a fiance over the business at one point in time. Um, just because I was working too much. It was the beginning of my career. Yeah. And she's like, you have no time for me. This is an entrepreneur conversation, right, that many of people have had. 100%. Marriages, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it may be. Very, um, very it's like, listen, real. all you focus on is your business. Like, yeah, I'm trying to grow something here. Yeah. And I always felt in the, and again, it was my mindset at the time for sure, was the the flight or fight, right? It was like, I Fire, was like-
0: Fight or flight.
1: Right. Oh my god, if I don't work, I won't make any money and I I I cannot yeah. not work, right? I have to have both phones on me. I was one of those guys that used to have a personal phone and a cell phone. And at a time it was cool to have them slapped to my belt. And yeah. so I was like both phones. Um and uh I I can't say I regret it, but the idea is that I mean that that is that is the cutting yeah. of the knife when you when you want to get into any your entrepreneurship. I don't care what it is, if you're building tables, if you're making shoes.
0: Yeah. It's a very easy
1: thing to fall into. Yeah, and hopefully you're loving what you're doing. I mean, yeah. the reason why I got so obsessed with this because I was I was loving it. One mm-hmm. of the things that I've realized, and again, as I get older and, and self work, was I, I'm a man of service. This is how I live my life. This is my why. I want to help others not only succeed, but to, to bring joy and happiness to someone's life. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you need shelter. Yeah, right. I anyone that wants to get in my business realize they're going to get it from me. They're going to get it from somebody else. But they need shelter, mm-hmm. right? They're not yeah. going outside. It's not the jungle. They're not like popping in squat somewhere. They need it somehow, some way. And if it's not through you, it's going to be through somebody else. Yeah. So get out there. Get known. Get people to know who you are and hopefully through that if you're doing it genuinely, right? If you're doing it from your heart and doing what you love to do, it will come out. Absolutely. If you're doing it as a job on a Saturday when you don't want to do a show on a exactly Saturday,
0: sincerity. You got it. Sincerity. Someone's going to know. Yep. And they're not yep. going to rent from you cuz you've already ruined the experience. Well, you know, the first person, the most important person that needs to know is you. Amen. You know, if you don't know, you know, I mean, it's you got to believe in what you're doing. Otherwise, nobody else is going to believe in you, you know? So that's uh that that's like rule number one that's like step number one yeah right right um but uh yeah there's this is uh I, we could talk about this type of stuff for hours and hours yes um i mean we've already done an hour straight really yeah oh
1: my god um you're easy to talk to Stephen. yeah well thanks
0: <laughs> so are you um you know but uh w- with this it's it's uh it's a really interesting thing and it's a reoccurring uh theme and you actually i want to i want to touch on what you said about the relationship thing because I deal with the same thing, you know? okay. I think that everybody um, that I talk to that, that started something on their own, you know, a lot of times even more like for sales because it is like such a stressful, and, and the, it's the same type of person. I think a salesperson is more obsessive about things. Sure. Um, you know, where, where it's like a matter of like, well, if you know that working hard equals success and keep going, keep going, then anything else is taking away from that. Right? But at the same time, you have to have those things outside of the work to, to keep you sane. Yeah. Have you have you gotten to that point yet? I mean you learned oh, yes. a hard lesson.
1: Hard lesson. So uh, tell me
0: a little bit about how you came to that. Yeah. I think we all deal with that a little
1: bit. I would say therapy would be the first thing. <laughs> uh, I won't yeah. lie to you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so losing her, then I lost my grandmother at some time. And it, it like put me into a, a pinwheel, if you will, or yeah. a funnel. And I came down hard. Yeah. And uh, I was at a very low point in uh, – and I was probably – let's see this. So I was six years into my business, right? Well, so I was well. Awesome. I was well in the mix – yeah. I had 52 employees at the time. No turning back. Yeah, there was, no, yeah there was nothing to do. Yeah. And now I couldn't focus. I couldn't really do the job. I hated it. I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm a slave to it. And now all the negative things that I've ever thought about were like coming, coming in front of me. Yeah. Um, and so I started, again, I, like I said, self-reflection, doing some work on myself. And how did I overcome it? I literally, again, going, I wasn't doing uh, affirmations and stuff like that beforehand. Uh, yeah. That's how I kind of learned that stuff and positive thinking and all of that. Um. And, uh, so then it was just like, okay, so I really do love this. Then it came back to, to, to loving it to saying, okay, yeah. so now I can do this. Cause at one point in time I, I was delegating everything with my team. I was barely doing any showings. I was lucky enough to have things flowing through me. God willing, it will never stop. But it, was, it was, I was like, Oh, here, here. And I was pushing him off to every other agent that I knew. Yeah. And I was doing the bare, the bare minimum, mm-hmm. um, flip side of that conversation. I was making less. I was making some, but less because I had to keep pushing it off and they have to get paid. Right. Um, but it, w- it was me going through and they got, I mean, if anyone wants to go in, if they're having a hard time, I, w- I would suggest two things. One, there's a guy named Brad Yates. I'll plug him for sure. Okay, um, He has a, a system called tapping. It's one of the weirdest things you're ever going to do, especially even alone. But I mean, talk about affirmation. You could do it on a daily basis. It, it's the same thing, just doing in a different points.
0: Um, so tell me about that. What is that? Brad
1: Yates. So he, he is a gentleman, I believe out of Colorado, and he makes videos about tapping. And there's certain points on our body, which are here, here, on your shoulder blade. This is a I, you know, podcast. You can't see me yeah. uh, on the top of your head, underneath your arm. Um, and he's all over YouTube. We're talking about hundreds, if not thousands, of videos. I don't care. Wow. You can't sleep. You're not feeling good. Uh, you're feeling bad, and you, you you uh, you you want to make money today. You want to think positive. You want. It's got to
0: be some kind of psychosomatic part of that too. Hundred
1: percent, right? right? <laughs> and and again, as you're doing it, it's still affirmations, right? You're yeah. still doing an affirmation piece right there. But although I didn't at the time know I was doing them, but you're also doing actions and the points kind of keep your mind off things. And like I said, it feels very weird doing it because you're yep. staring at a screen. and You know, you're tapping yourself and then you're doing it I think they're self self
0: hypnosis almost maybe
1: maybe I mean you're so conscious yeah yeah because you're watching him and you're just following what he's doing um yeah
0: that's interesting
1: yeah but i mean to this day i sometimes use it myself when i again mostly when i can't sleep uh, I'll, I'll click them on and six minutes later i'm like thank you brad I <laughs> and i'm ready go to sleep. It's yeah yeah brad yates Yates, yes
0: check it out on youtube oh yeah he's
1: he, that's all he is wow he's all over youtube and that's how i found him i had a uh a life coach if you will that's trying to turn me onto it yeah and he's like "Oh, just try it and, and 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 with without her being in my face it's like just type in Right? Mm-hmm. I want to be positive today. I'm feeling low. i like, whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. And, and then it was just like, okay, six minutes. Yeah. Isolate. Take time for yourself. Right? That would be the other thing, like I said. And then you do. You need to find balance. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm into a few things. One thing I love to do is dance. Other thing I like to do is uh, uh, rollerblade at skate parks. So I will go nice. and start doing tricks there. I will also do paintball. I love doing that. Um, and then live entertainment. So whether it be stand-up, whether it be plays, dances, like whatever it may be. Nice. Uh, concerts. Like Tell I'm me lo-
0: about that a little bit. What's up? Yeah. You, you do stand-up? Uh?
1: Yeah. I, I do not do any stand-up, no, okay. but I love watching others. I just love okay, laughing. Gotcha. gotcha okay. Right? And I'm not into sketch. Sketch comedy is not my thing. When no. you have a whole bunch of people like doing skits. It's like, no, I need someone that's going to like deliver. Uh, so lover of stand-up. Uh, but no, I don't. My, what you were asking, though, is my entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so since the early age of 13, I mm-hmm. started professionally dancing. Wow. What so, type of dance? So all hip hop.
0: Hip hop dance. Yeah. Okay.
1: So like back in the day, and I don't know how old our, our listeners are, but we're talking about like best of the 80s, best of the 90s CDs that used to be sold on TV. Yeah, yeah. If classics. you watch, if you watch, if you, <laughs> classics they are. <laughs> if you watch, if you could find the actual like videos or commercials that you see, mm-hmm. I'm on them all. So wow. they were, I got, I got uh, hired once, and they kind of just made all these videos and going through. Um, wow. Before Oprah Winfrey, there was uh, Jenny Jones. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah? For sure. I used to be a Jenny Jones dancer. No way. So we used wow. to entertain the crowd in between uh, all the commercials or, like, the blowout, hair blowouts. And, like yeah, yeah. Hours. So there were no screens. There were no smartphones back then. So it was like they were stuck in a room with nothing. Yeah. And there we were entertaining them uh, with, like, routines and dancing and teaching them stuff. That's and an stuff. awesome experience. Yeah. Um, And I still do it to this day. I do about six or seven shows a year. I'm older now, so there's still like 17-year-olds can dance circles around me when I'm (laughs) breathing heavy. Um, But there's still a niche. So um, I still love that passion. Still have to practice it. Uh, It's a great workout, nonetheless. Yeah, 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 dancing. I
0: I need to start dancing. Yeah,
1: come on. We'll do videos (laughs) together. Um, And then, like I said, the rest of it is just staying in contact with our friends. Mm. You know, one of the biggest struggles that I have Uh, still to this day is that my business is done, as I mentioned, real estate, nights and weekends. Most of my friends have nine to fivers, or they're working for corporate America. In that case, they are off at nights and weekends, and as I get older, you got it, and as I get older, as we both know, first of all, kids, family, that all takes over a whole different realm, right? As we keep getting older, that's just gonna happen. Um, And then staying in contact gets that much worse. But even with that, when, when are they off? When are their kids free? They are free on weekends. Yeah. It's, it's just that struggle to find that balance. But if I I make the effort mm-hmm. and it, it, it's hard because even when it I was is, younger, yeah. my friends, because of the business I was in dancing, when do you do that? Weekends, right? right. Uh, private shows, all this kind of stuff we were doing. And I don't care if it was quinceaneras, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs and corporate events. I was doing them all my friends stopped asking me to do things they would know oh yeah. you're working they respected it they understood right. it they thought it was cool especially when they saw me on tv like, oh, right yeah but it, it, it was the invites definitely especially towards the end of high school were slim to none um and then in college i even stopped entertaining for a little while but i missed it like i yeah. said i was definitely i i didn't realize when i was younger i just feed off the crowd i feel it off of like energizing other people yeah definitely an extrovert mm-hmm. um, Yeah. sure same thing. I got off for four months and then in college, same thing. I would have, a, you know, you're hanging out Monday through Friday, I'm there. And on weekends, yeah. if I had the chance to gig or make some money, like doing that, it was like, I wanted to do it. It was my opportunity. And, and I, I've got, I, I'm blessed to have it because I've been all over
0: yeah. the country, That's not awesome. the world, but
1: over the country dancing and getting paid for it.
0: That's really, I mean, and it's got to give you, I mean, a, a, a huge confidence boost. For sure. You know, I mean, I, anything that you do physically, you know, number one is good for you just because it's... Activity, You know, I mean, it's healthy, but, uh, you know, performing in front of people, you know, feeling good about yourself, the appearance and all that, um, that plays right into sales. You know, like you said, the perception of it, you know, and, uh, you know, the perception that you have of yourself um, is what, what gives you more uh, self-confidence, the, the sale or the performance?
1: Self-confidence. That's a great question. You're really good at this um thanks (laughs) yeah i i would i would have to i would have to say the the performance yeah yeah for sure um because i'm pumping harder i'm dancing i'm doing something that you know it's unique to me feels good yeah uh and sales definitely does but it's it's so delayed Mm -hmm. right because once i find you the house our delaying of the closing is still, at a bare minimum, 28 days. We closed in 28 yeah. days. That's yeah, the yeah, fastest yeah. thing I've ever closed.
0: That's really fast. It's
1: like, yeah, it was really fast. So it was just like, hey, we found a place. Yeah, we negotiated. Yeah, now we're doing the inspection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we then we have this lag, right? Yeah. At the closing, it feels great because I know what's going to happen with this person. Remember something. Because of the questions I asked before, yeah. I already know what's happening. Yeah. I know you're expecting a kid. I know that mm-hmm. your two kids were having bunk beds, and now you get to be in this house by yourself. Right. All right. No, you're moving out of mom and dad's house for your first time, and you have your own place. Super excited. Yeah, so like it it goes all over, and because of because I know what's going on, I have I have fulfillment. Yeah, but But you didn't ask for gratification. You got it, but you still didn't ask about fulfillment. You asked about confidence. Yeah, I did. Right when you nail a routine that you've been working on, right, you're just like, whew. Right, it's like yes. Right, Um, when I'm negotiating a sale. It's not that same. I'm happy because I'm getting what I want,
0: right? Right.
1: Um, But in essence, let's be completely honest, and definitely those that are listening, thinking about moving, it is the seller, if I'm representing, or the buyer that I'm representing, or the renter, that's really pulling the strings, right? I am definitely the puppet on the puppeteer and that's the easiest thing. When you're performing,
0: um, you're representing yourself. You got it, right? Oh, hardly, 100%. Me, 100% me. Yeah. Right? Because
1: that's, that's, my move is going to look a little different than someone else's. Although we're doing the same reaction and same move. Sure. My, my, my fingers, my hands, my, my gyrations in my body are going to look a little different than the guy next to me. Yeah. And it could be all you need is a... Is a Crowd to look at me instead of him or her. Yeah, I and mean, it happens all the time. Wow. So you, yeah, when you're yeah. dancing, I mean a music, the American Music Awards were last night, right? Mm-hmm. I watched a little, didn't watch them all, but there were some dancers on there. You're gonna, you're not watching them all. Our eyes cannot watch everything unless you're watching the full picture. And I, yeah. I could see myself gravitating towards one or the other because they're capturing me. But they're all doing the same moves. Why is that? Because this person just has something that's like, okay.
0: But you're doing, but you're doing it for you, not for them.
1: Correct. And, because if I screw up yeah. the routine, it's on me, and yeah. you're going to notice this as a crowd, right? Yeah. It's fulfillment on my end because it motivates me. It's when I'm truly free, yeah. right? I can yeah. be the most stressful day in the world, and for me, I have an outlet for that because if I start dancing, yeah, when the music hits, you feel no pain. Bob Marley said it, mm. and it's, it, it is the truth, right? And on the flip side of that, uh, I would say you life of an entertainer is also Bon Jovi. living. Uh, what is it? Uh, I ride on the steel horse, right? Yeah. They want me dead or alive. It's the truth because I've been in the business for so long. The people that hired me, right? My last gig right now is December 21st, I think, of December Mm. of 2021. The people that hired me that far out don't care when I show up if my leg is sprained, if my grandmother just passed. Like Again, they want you to perform, to dance, to do what I do because that's what they hired me for, right? And it's the same thing. As I travel, like for instance, uh, last week and, and, and next weekend, I'll be in California. I'll be in San Francisco for gigs. I leave on Friday. I'm back on Sunday. I That's literally awesome. leave at 5 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. I do the gig and I and I and I um, stage performance and all that and setting and uh, rehearsal on yeah. Saturday. Do yeah. the gig. Sunday, I'll be on a plane at 6 a.m. their time, which is 8 hours. I'll be back here by 2.
0: It's a full schedule. Man. 100%.
1: But I'm saying going yeah. through, if I left at 5 and I'm, and I'm leaving at 6 a.m., it's in and out, right? It's a life yeah. of entertainer. It's mm-hmm. like in and out. I just don't have a the steel horse that he talks about is, his, is a tour bus where mine is an airplane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you rock rock 'em, you do what you do, and then like I said, that confidence level, most definitely. And as the show goes bad, which I've had in my in my career, it hurts. Hey, it's definitely maybe, like oh.
0: you're perfect for that though, because you, a huge part of your job is dealing with rejection too. It is. You know, and uh and hopefully you don't have to, but you do sometimes. It yes. happens. Yes. Um I mean that's uh it's really important to have that thing. I mean, you, you lit up when you started talking about the dance.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> totally Thank <different>, you.
0: <laughs> totally different vibe, uh, from talking about the real estate. I mean, it's, it's not, uh, any less or any, any, any more. It's just different, different. And you can, you know, I, I, I like that. that. That's a good, that's uh, awesome. a good reason to, uh, um, you know, continue. And, yeah, uh, you know, even if your hips start to hurt or whatever. Oh, you yeah. have to. You you're, <laughs> you're a little late on that comment, right? Dancers
1: your hip? No, I, I can go into waltz after this, right? Yeah. It won't be my cup of tea, right? Because I, I like bass, right? But really, the yeah. idea is, I can go into waltz. I can go to other sides of dance other than hip hop, which is very brutal on the body. Yeah. But I'll keep pushing as long as I can.
0: That's a great way to end it. Super, super glad that I had you on. It was a pleasure, Joshua burngard Everybody. Uh, and that's buzzerrealestate.com uh if you guys are looking to you know buy or sell he's your he's your man
1: no my pleasure